People say, hey, John, what are you thankful for? I say, I ain't thankful for shit. Not this year. It's the I Can Complain podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Earlier today, I roasted my Thanksgiving turkey. This is how it went. We'll play this, and then I'll come back, and we'll do some other shit. It's the first annual stuffing of the turkey. Enjoy. Live from my kitchen, it's the first annual turkey stuffing. Happy Thanksgiving. You're going to want to take your turkey out of the freezer or the refrigerator. If you're taking it out of the freezer like me, we're going to want to defrost it. That's the first step. Really, the first step is to turn on your oven, actually. So let's turn on our oven. Let's put this bitch on 500. Straight to 500. A lot of recipes will tell you that it needs to be roasted at 350 or some shit. Not us. We're going for maximum temperature. Set that bitch to 500. Ideally, if you have an incinerator on site, you're going to want to use that. If anyone here cremates bodies for a living, you'll want to go that route this Thanksgiving. Anyway, if you don't, just use your oven, but we're going to defrost. If your, to- if your turkey's frozen like mine, we're going to defrost it. Put it in the microwave. A lot of recipes will have you defrost it for hours or some shit overnight. Not us. We're going to put it in the microwave, put it on defrost. Turn it on for about, I don't know, 10 seconds. That's all it takes. This is a quick process. A lot of you guys are going to be surprised with how quick you can actually cook a turkey start to finish on a podcast. So here we go. Something's gone wrong with my... uh, There we go. It's done. Fully defrosted. Fully defrosted. Next step. The next step. I'm not going to lie. Next step. A little unconventional. A lot of people will tell you to use seasoned breadcrumbs. Seasoned breadcrumbs. Not us. We're stuffing this bitch with a full loaf. A full loaf of white bread. If you have a full loaf of white bread, remove the heels. This is key. You don't want the heels to be on the bread when you stuff the turkey with it. Take your turkey, and you're going to want to find the largest orifice on the bird. After you've found the largest orifice on the bird, take your loaf of white bread with the heels removed and stuff it down in the orifice of the bird. Do do your best. It's not going to be easy. We're going to stuff an entire loaf of bread into this bird, unseasoned. We'll season it. Don't worry. That's coming up. All right. Now is... If our turkey, if your turkey's filled with an entire loaf of white bread that you're cramming down with the palm of your hand, you're doing it right. Take this time to massage the bird. Take this opportunity to tell it how much you love it. Speak sensually. This is sponsored by Pure Russian Rainwater, by the way, and I have Jessica here. Jessica's going to help me speak sensually to the bird. Jessica, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'm gonna massage. I'll massage the bird while you speak essentially to it. I'm gonna pat the bird. This bird looks like it's possibly been. It's honestly, it's bruised. I think it po- probably had a, an abusive. It probably had abusive parents. It's not a very happy thing to talk about. Yeah, I'll pat the bird. You speak essentially to it, Jessica. We're gonna warm this bird up. We've warmed it up physically in the microwave. But now we're going to warm it up emotionally before we put it in the oven. Jessica, say a few nice things to the bird. I love you, bird. <laughs> you're very you're very attractive, bird. If <laughs> I wish you were still alive and not here on my plate so I could have sex with you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you don't have to take it that far. Just tell it, I think you're very nicely dressed today, bird. Okay. That's, thank you, Jessica. I appreciate it. Jessica, I think you actually probably have the secret ingredient. What, what's the secret ingredient? Tell them what the secret ingredient is. The secret ingredient is love. That's not what the secret, tell them what the real secret ingredient is. 
The secret ingredient is, of course, nothing other than pure Russian rainwater. Yes, pure Russian rainwater, the purest, now 96% pure. If you guys don't know, if anybody doesn't know, I'm under contract with a Russian water, rainwater company. It's our only sponsor. Here we go. Pure Russian rainwater, annual turkey stuffing. I can't get it open because my hands are fucking dirty. God damn. I hate working with poultry. We'll cut that. We'll cut that from the recording. Now we're opening the pure Russian rainwater now. Mm. It's one of these uh, aluminum cans. Now we're going to... It's almost, it's almost hard to do in real life. You're going to want to find the open orifice that you've stuffed with bread. And you're going to want to pour an entire can of pure Russian rainwater on the bread for flavor and saturation. Let's, let's see if we can hear the pure Russian rainwater hitting the bottom of the, of the bird's cavity. This is awful. Oh, it's all over. Oh, no, don't use a whole can. That was a bad idea. God damn, it's completely submerged. It's full. Jessica, tell them a little bit about pure Russian rainwater while I clean this mess up. Pure Russian rainwater, 96% pure. Found everywhere you can find water. The dictator's choice since 1997 and all that other bullshit. What do you do, Pure Russian rainwater, Jessica? I'm the secretary. I help Mr. Rainwater himself in his day-to-day -day operations. All right, now that our hands are clean. God damn. Now that our hands are clean and the oven is preheated to as hot as your oven can, can physically get, take the bird. A lot of people will tell you to put it on a wire rack. At this point, it doesn't matter. It's got a, they get a loaf of white bread saturated in pure Russian rainwater inside of it, and it's completely unseasoned. At this point, it's unsalvageable. Slide it onto the aluminum foil. <sighs> and put it in your goddamn oven. There we go. You can turn your vent fan on if you want. You don't have to. We're probably not going to turn the vent fan on. Now, when will you know this is done? You'll know it's done not when you smell it burning, because the ends of the bread or the end of the bread that's exposed just outside the, the cavity, that's going to toast up a little bit. So you will smell some burning. You'll know it's done. And this is in real time because my oven gets pretty goddamn hot. You'll know it's done when the smoke alarm goes. God damn it, was loud. You'll know it's done when the smoke alarm goes off. This is, now take it out. You're going to want to take it out. I almost forgot to do that. Usually when something is done cooking, you're going to want to take it out. I'll tell you, start to finish. This is a very fast. You've never put a Thanksgiving turkey on the table this goddamn quick in your entire life. Get it out of the oven. It's fully cooked. Can I be honest? You can smell the bread a little bit. It smells toasty, yeasty, delicious. Now, you're once again going to want to speak essentially to the bird to let it know that it's, a, it's okay if you eat it. Jessica, scared to let you do this, but say, say a few more nice things about the bird. Bird, you look so good. You look so tasty. I take back what I said earlier. I'd rather eat you than have sex with you. You look so good, bird. Okay. It's the weirdest. And honestly, at this point, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Not a big fan of turkey. You're going to want to take it. Fuck. You're going to want to take it. If you're not going to eat it, and I'm not going to eat it. I think I overcooked it. I'm going to be honest. 
I think I overcooked it. You're going to want to take it and throw it in the trash. It's the only thing I left to do. I'll take this and throw it in the trash. First annual turkey stuffing. Fuck me. We're outside. We're walking to the dumpster. It's a brisk evening. I don't see anybody else throwing their turkeys away whole this year. Not yet. We defrosted it. We stuffed it. We cooked it. All in eight minutes. And now we're going to take it and we're going to throw it in the goddamn trash. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed our annual tradition that we just did for the very first time where we stuff a turkey live on a podcast. I don't think that's ever been done. I've never heard a cooking segment on a podcast before. That's groundbreaking. This is the second time we've made history on the show this this year. When I went undercover, I became an investigative journalist, and now I became a podcast chef. Jesus. never I never endeavored to do that. And by the way, I didn't really throw it away. Before you get on me for that, I didn't throw it away. I wouldn't waste a turkey. It wasn't even a turkey. It was a chicken. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I went to the store and bought the smallest chicken I could find. Three days before Thanksgiving. And you get some weird, weird, weird looks. When everybody else is buying large turkeys and you're buying the smallest chicken available. And there weren't many available. But I bought the smallest chicken available just because I needed it as a prop. I'm, I'm not, I don't even really want it for dinner tonight. I might save it till tomorrow. I don't know. I'm not really in the mood for chicken, but I bought a chicken just to use as a prop, and that's embarrassing. It's the lowest moment in the show's history, and we've had a series of low moments in this show's history. I know some of you guys are going to be selling drugs. for a, It's a hard transition there. I know some of you guys are going to be selling drugs for other people's EBT money this Thanksgiving, and I just want to hats off to you. Hats off to you for that, but... It's going to clog up the grocery stores because this is a time, it's battlefield conditions. I mentioned battlefield conditions at the McDonald's when they were doing their McRibs just last week. And now I'm going to mention battlefield conditions in grocery stores across this great nation. Across America, there will be a lot of elbowing, a lot of shoving, a lot of pushing. Dare I say a little gunplay. There might be a little gunplay. You might go into your nearest grocery store and have to dodge a few bullets to get a turkey this year, and I don't have a problem with that because only the strongest will survive Thanksgiving this season. And one of the ways that the grocery stores are going to get clogged up are people with EBT because you know people with EBT cards when you see them. Their grocery carts are overflowing. In this economy... You either have to be filthy rich, loaded beyond imagination, or you have to have EBT money to fill up a cart to the point to where it's overflowing. Or if you have even more than one cart, you see somebody pushing a cart while they're pulling another cart. That is EBT 100% in the time or, or I'll be damned. That's 100% EBT or it's EBT, but it's not even their EBT because this is a this is the season where drug dealers start dealing those small amounts of marijuana and cocaine in exchange for EBT cards. I'll trade you my EBT card for a few grams. And and when the drug dealers do this, they get a discount on someone else's EBT because they're not going to pay full price because it's just EBT. They'd rather have cash. But they're like, yeah, I'll take the EBT at a discount. Instead of you paying $50 for two grams, I'll take 60 on your card. And then suddenly they're at the grocery store. 
And they've got a lot of EBT cards and they're going wild. I've seen it. I had a friend that used to sell drugs in exchange for EBT cards. And I've seen that man go wild around the holiday season in a grocery store. And it's like nothing you've ever seen before. Multiple people, multiple carts. It looks like a gang's gone grocery shopping. You see a lot of men with a lot of jewelry on, with a lot of grocery carts and a lot of EBT cards. I guarantee they sold drugs and they're just doing it to help their families out this holiday season. And I don't have a problem with it. I think it's a good idea, actually. I think every able-bodied man and woman across this nation should consider selling drugs in exchange for other people's EBT. Is that a federal crime? I think that's a federal crime, actually, to use someone else's EBT. But I've seen it done. And it's going to be done across this nation all holiday season, and I don't really have a problem with it. But man, people really load up those carts when they have EBT. But drug dealers... Using someone else's EBT? All bets are off. Get out of their way. Don't even look them in the eyes. Just move on. Just move to the next aisle politely and get out of their way because they mean business this holiday season. They're in there to get their food and go back to their trap house and and, and sell more drugs. Some people are actually working this holiday season instead of taking two weeks vacation like you did. Some people are on their grind making deals hustling and they don't take a day off. They're working hard. Speaking of working hard, the migrants that died building the stadiums in Qatar for the World Cup. So far, your death is in vain because the opening two days of games haven't done it for me yet. I'm not feeling the buzz like I usually feel at the World Cup. And I don't think it's because there's a lot of migrants that died. They say thousands? They say thousands and thousands of migrants have potentially died building these stadiums over the last 12 years for the World Cup. So I turn the TV on and I'm expecting elaborate, beautiful stadiums. And I'm going to be honest, the migrants didn't do a great job. I'm not seeing beautifully constructed stadiums. Don't get me wrong. They're fine. The stadiums are fine. The migrants did an okay job. But so far, it looks like a lot of their deaths are in vain. And they're not even serving alcohol at the World Cup. And they're not really showing up. Qatar, not really supporting uh, the soccer there from what I've seen. And it's just a bad situation. People are not drunk. People are not engaging in homosexual activities. This doesn't sound like the World Cup that I've come to know and love. So yeah, we're just dealing with a lot now. We're dealing with a subpar World Cup. We're dealing with a crisis that was barely averted. We almost had a turkey shortage. We averted that crisis. But the McRib, I talked about it last week, it's no longer a McDonald's menu. It's all going to shit. And then a couple weeks ago, Aaron Carter died. And this is really what this episode's all about, guys. Aaron Carter died, I don't know, three weeks ago now or whatever the fuck it was. I don't mean to be insensitive. I I don't have the exact date, but what I'm trying to tell you is when I saw Aaron Carter died, I said this is going to carry through through Thanksgiving. This is going to be something that's going to affect us around the holiday tables this year. You'll be halfway through your turkey and gravy and then, you know, the I Want Candy song that he sung, that'll pop into the back of your head. You don't know why, but it does every Thanksgiving around the table. The candy song will come on in the back of your head, and you'll have that moment where you'll remember Aaron Carter's no longer with us, and that'll be a depressing thought over mashed potatoes and gravy this Thanksgiving. It'll go down in history as the Thanksgiving that was ruined by the passing of Aaron Carter. So insensitive. I'm sorry. He was chewed up and spit out by the industry. Let's be honest. Chewed up and spit out like an overcooked Thanksgiving turkey. The entertainment industry is a bitch. I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye.
I think Turkey Stuff 2022 went pretty well. First annual, our yearly tradition. I didn't intend to talk about Aaron Carter there, really? Like that? That just happens when you make a random note like, you outlive Aaron Carter and you can go to your head. I don't even know what that means. I had to really twist that material to get it to work. Fuck John. Fuck John. Sometimes you guys are subjected to a little bit of like... Dry. Dry. Sometimes you guys are subjected... You keep it erupting me, guys. Or Rush Limbaugh, John. I think you could. You guys are subject to some rambling, like uh, non-structured, like first run. I think you could. I have to apologize. <laughs> the other note that I have is I find Hillary Clinton's cheeks and makeup to be unsettling. The woman mo- looks more and more like a ghoul every day. I hate to say it, but she does. The skin constricts. There's another layer of makeup added, and she looks more and more like a ghoul. And you know ghouls aren't real, but you look at a woman like that. You look at a woman like Miss Clinton, and you think maybe ghouls do exist in real life. Maybe she's some sort of a breed of new ghoul, ghoul people. Jesus, <laughs> have a good, <laughs> have a good Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. I love you. We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I am a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I love you.